0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 449, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 1st. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 449. It's our look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 1st, which is now nine days away. This is being recorded on uh, Friday the 10th, so uh, I've talked about this a lot in the last few months. I just have not been able to get the episodes up as, in as timely as a fashion as I would have liked. I used to get the episodes w- once upon a time. I think episodes used to go up on Sunday for reviews. Then it was Monday. Then it was Monday or Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday. Then it was Wednesday. And now it's like Thursday or Friday, so I'm really slipping. So I'm going to try and... Get back on a schedule, I say that all the time But one of these days it's actually going to happen So today's episode, actually I had a chance to read a lot more books than I have In the most recent weeks But I don't have a lot of time to actually do the podcast So uh, more books same amount of time. Um, so we're going to run through some of these selected releases uh, that came out on the week of February the first. First up is Avengers number four. Um, this is a new chapter of the ongoing Vision saga that, or Vision, or not Vision, Kang War. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? That Mark Wade has been doing with Mike Del Mundo. Um, this is an interesting issue because we have so much more about Kang and how he functions. Uh, getting a lot more of a perspective into what Kang sees. And how he views his history—it's really interesting. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of Del Mono's art for this book. Um, I do think he's an amazing artist, and I think on the right book, like *Word World*, is, his artwork's absolutely gorgeous, and it works for elements here because of how the story is structured. That being said, it, it sometimes it, it just feels like it's not quite the right fit, and it felt like an even quicker read because every kind of everything was kind of these double kind of pages. Um, and there wasn't as much kind of going on in the narration bubbles, So uh, it just felt like it went by really fast. Was it a great story? Yes. Um, that being said, is it the most original? I mean, maybe it's not fair to knock uh, as amazing a writer as Mark Wade for originality. Because at the end of the day, it's a really well-written book. And I really enjoyed it. But I've read this type of stuff before. I mean, I've read, uh, and not everyone can can be, you can't, think that every reader's read everything and that's true and uh this is someone's first you know real exposure to Kangs, so it's gonna be really interesting and enjoyable. I've read Avengers Forever though, and it felt like we got an entire issue kind of like this there, although it was a little bit more about continuity uh, patch up at that point as opposed to this one. Uh, still very entertaining. The art's not quite for me the right fit for this book, but I'm still gonna give it an eight because at the end of the day it's a it's a solid read and very enjoyable. Uh Mark Wade knows how to write a, a Kang story, obviously. Uh, Next up is All New X-Men, issue number 18. Now, the cover is misleading, but it is interesting. Uh, it's part of the IVX storyline. Technically, I think it kind of takes place between panels of what we saw uh, in uh, one of the earlier issues of IVX, and then I guess issue what, one or two, uh, No, I guess two. And then some of the, actually the issue that came out this week, uh, week of February the 8th, we get to see a little bit more of what's going on there, but it's almost like an advanced look at something that's happening. It's an interesting issue because it's all about Scott Summers and dealing with the, you know the fact that he's wearing the face of a hated man he finds out something pretty important here. Uh, actually hell it's spoilers. I always do spoiler warning at the beginning anyway technically um, there he, he, he finds out a lot about magneto here, but he also finds out the truth that and I don't know if we knew that that magneto knew that Cyclops died on a, on a table of Empox, and not in the way that everyone thinks he died. Uh, it's really interesting here, and I thought this is some of Hopeless' best writing for Cyclops because he's a guy who's kind of trying to escape... His past. He's trying to escape, or no, escape his future self's past. Like that's messed up. Um, you know, he's wearing the man, uh, the face of a hated man. Um, he's really, you know, tried to come to grips with this, try to move on from this, but he's, he's he's having problems doing so when he's thrust into a, con- a conflict against the Inhumans. And then he finds out this thing that, you know, what? It's Emma Frost's fault. Um, it's I- I'm not the one who did this. This this thing that made me this terrorist who, you know, assaulted a you know and and. A, a different type of person, in this case, the Inhumans, uh, something so so important to their their um, fundamentals of who they are, which is the Terrigen Mist, uh, and thus the cloud. It was not him that destroyed it; it was someone else. Um, I don't know a lot about Mosaic. I think I read like maybe the first or sec- first issue or so of that ongoing. I was more interested to read more about the character after having read this book, so I think the tie-in uh, was effective because it. Maybe care about first of all what this book is doing in relation to IVX, but it also maybe care about a character that previously I don't know if I really cared that much about. Uh, this was great. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I hope that we actually get to see a payoff here, though, because we have you know Cyclops saying you know like I can wait the 24 hours because now he has a target, um, and he's he's coming from Miss Frost. I'm I'm hoping we get to see that somewhere. Uh, I don't know where exactly it's going to happen, but I'm I'm really interested and entertained. Next up is Champions number five. Uh, this remains an enjoyable book, um, although this one is kind of a weird book because you, uh, you, you have Gwen Pooleville characters. It's written by Mark Waid. Uh, man, that guy really gets around. Uh, it's uh, Humberto Ramos... Actually, I didn't know if I talked about all-new uh, X-Men's creative team. Uh, it's written by Dennis Hopeless and our, our work by Mark Bakley, who just knocks it out of the park. Back to Champions. Uh, so we've got Humberto Ramos, who was recently on this episode, on this, uh, on this this podcast, actually. Uh, or Humberto Ramos, I should say. And Mark Wade. Um, and entertaining an entertaining and interesting story where they end up kind of meeting up with Gwenpool. Um, it's, it's interesting to see how Gwenpool kind of does this, this team-up with them. And uh, I'm excited to kind of see where we go from here, although it looks like, I guess, next issue is not necessarily going to be picking right up from here. But um, this was enjoyable. This was kind of a fun, wacky team up and excited to kind of see Gwenpool, you know, starting to play a little bit more with other characters. I mean, Champions is a big book, so to introduce her into that kind of book is a big move. But it makes sense because you've got all these young characters and uh, you can't have anyone more screwball than... And Gwenpool, really. I mean, besides Deadpool. Uh, so I'm going to give it an 8. This is really entertaining and great art by uh, Ramos. Next up is Darth Maul number 1 of 5. Uh, int- this felt like a lot of setup. It- is it worth a four ninety nine price tag? I'm not sure. Uh, it was- it's long, but I felt like it was missing something. It's written by Colin Bunner worked by Luke Ross. I think it looked gorgeous. It just... Did it all mean to happen? Like the whole opening segment with um, Darth Maul doing hunting of a of a monster or an alien creature, it took up a lot of a lot of real estate, and it, I don't know if it necessarily needed to. Um, now the parts that are more interesting are you have Darth Maul and Darth Sidious kind of being together, and Maul kind of going out and doing a job. It's still not quite clear what this series is going to be, I guess. And then you have uh, the the probe droid problem. Um, which is a story by Chris Eliopoulos, which is fun at the end. But really, like you're starting to get a sense of who Darth Maul is, but I feel like this issue maybe didn't do a good enough job kind of setting up what this miniseries is going to be about. Uh, besides him being a little bit restless and kind of leading up to his unfortunate demise um, in Phantom Menace, um, I like the art. The story is interesting. Um, I like the, the the tone it sets for the character. I just thought it needed more forward momentum and it, or a sense of purpose. And I don't know if it really gave us either. I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, next up, we have Deadpool number twenty six. Uh, this was this was good. Um, I, I like this. This my only complaint is that we're kind of leaning really hard hard on the Madcap storyline. Other than that, it's entertaining. It's by Jerry Dugan and Scott Hepburn. We got a little bit more of uh, Deadpool and Shikla, which is kind of an interesting kind of Valentine's subplot with them. And then we have Deadpool kind of ditching his his lady on uh, on Valentine's to uh, to go after a lead and kind of trying to find Madcap. It's interesting to see Deadpool being a little bit smarter because he's not always portrayed that way. But so far, like I like how this book—he doesn't just go after you know what looks like Madcap, but he's smart enough to think, well, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. Uh, I enjoyed this; it was enjoyable read. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Next up is Death of Hawkman. I just recently got caught up on this, and I actually kind of like it. Um, it feels very old school, but uh, you know, using the new Fifty Two kind of versions of these characters. Uh, obviously, it's called Death of Hawkman, so I guess I know where we're going with this. Um, I like that we're getting like kind of this past and present slowly getting closer together, or at least the past getting closer to where we started the series. Uh, got Mark and Draco writing it, Aaron LaPresti doing the first teen, first fourteen pages, and then uh, Rodney Bukemi doing the uh, last, I guess nine or ten. Um, I enjoyed the take on it, although I, I don't know how I feel about them kind of killing off a, a GL I really like, but otherwise, like it's interesting to see Despro's um, influence getting expanded. We see uh, Rain Crawl of Fanagar as a new GL. I'm going to miss the one he uh, is replacing, but it's interesting to kind of see a more traditional kind of Hawkmanish looking character as Green Lantern. Um, we're, we're getting, you know, close to a big finale in the next issue. I'm, I'm digging it. I This is a fun book. You don't necessarily need to be up on everything that's going on with these characters. It kind of gives you what you need. And uh, I find it very enjoyable. 7 out of 10. Next up is Justice League number 14. Uh... This was interesting. Um, it's You have a big threat, and really it's about these characters regrouping and being stuck underneath the, you know, they're essentially stuck within underneath the earth, and they have to find a way to gather their strength, get out of the situation, and fight back a seemingly invincible threat. And when I first read it, it kind of bugged me that we didn't see the fight, but obviously that's the point. The point of this is to show how these characters can come together as a team uh, to do just as the title of the issue says, regroup and find a way to win. Uh, it's written by Brian Hitch. He is also the inker, uh, penciler and writer. He also inks pages 11 to 13 and 15 to 19 with Daniel Henrique doing the rest of the inking. Uh, overall, uh, upon second reading, I think I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, an interesting issue to kind of see how these characters kind of confront certain, you know, um, Shortcomings that they perceive they have. No, they don't necessarily have, but they're just kind of dealing with. I liked it. I'm going to give it i I'll give it an 8 out of 10. This is a really good week for comics that I read, actually. Next up is Nightwing number 14, Bloodhaven Finale by Tim Seeley and Marcus Toe. Love the art. Um, like the storyline a lot. Like how Dick's being written here. Um, excited to kind of see where we go from here. The ending is very interesting just because we don't really know who this character is, but we see the costume and the hair. Uh, Interested to see what this other kind of uh, maybe Nightwing is. Um, I, I really like this. I don't even want to give it away. It's just it's a it's a good kind of climactic showdown to where the storyline started. Um, I think that Sealy's really got a good handle on what makes Nightwing tick, and I really enjoy this return to Bluthaven. And last but not so 8 out of 10. Last but not least is Nova number 3. I actually am really enjoying this. It's by Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez, and Ramon Perez on art. Uh, I really like how... Rich and Sam are effectively operating as a team. I love the artwork and how the characters are written. This has been a really entertaining book, and I'll give it an 8 out of 10. And now a quick look at the books I did not get a chance to read for the week of the first. Um, I didn't get a chance to read Aquaman, Batman, Cyborg. uh, Let's see, what else? Flintstones, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns. I'm really getting behind on those books. Uh, There's The Kid Eternity, Trey Paperback, Book 1. A new issue of Shade the Changing Girl, Superman... um, There was a new issue of Back to the Future, number 16. Donald Quest, number 405, which I think has replaced Donald Duck, because I haven't seen Donald Duck in a while. A new issue of Uncle Scrooge, issue 23. Uh, And then if we look at Image, not a lot of releases. Uh, There's a new issue of Invincible and Walking Dead. Uh, And then we have, for Marvel, all-new X-Men 1.MU. The launch of the Bullseye book. Uh, New issues of Gwenpool, Hawkeye, Karnak. Um, Let's say Moon Knight, Old Man Logan, Slapstick. There's the Spider-Gren hardcover, volume 1. Uh, The Spider-Man 2099 has its 20th issue. Um, I'm actually surprised it's been going on as long as as it has, considering, you know, it's... I mean, is that like 30-something issues? I mean, that's actually a long time for this book. Uh, And then we also have the Wolverine Old Man Logan hardcover new printing, uh, as well as the Wolverine Epic collection trade paperback called Shadow of Apocalypse. Uh, There's some loud sounds in the background, as my son is stomping around before he goes to bed. Uh, Quickly looking at upcoming releases for the week of the 8th, or really two days ago, that we'll be talking about in our next Reviews episode, which will be episode, I guess, 251. Um, Some of the highlights will include... Uh, New issues of action comics, all star Batman and uh, let's see, Deathstroke, Earth 2 Society, Detective Comics, Flash, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Justice League of America, Rebirth, uh, JLA, Gods and Monsters trade paperback, uh, new issues of New Superman, uh, there's the New Teen Titans trade paperback, Volume 6, new issues of Supergirl, Superwoman, Titans, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Duck Avenger. Uh, Donald Duck Tree Paperback, Big Sneeze, new issue of Mickey Mouse. I've got the Silly Symphonies hardcover, Complete Disney Classics. Uh, that's volume two, actually. And then over from uh, Marvel, actually, sorry, there's East of West Thirty One. Um, Snowfall number 8, and then there's also new issues of Spawn and Savage Dragon, uh, 270 and 220, respectively. And over at Marvel, we've got uh, all new, all different Avengers, trade Paperback, Volume 3, Civil War 2, new issues of Old new Wolverine, Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, Black Widow, um, there's the Daredevil Omnibus hardcover, uh, with the original Stanley material from Daredevil coming out, which is exciting. There's Deadpool the Duck number 3, which I'm actually really enjoying. A new issue... Pool Killer, Gardens of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. IVX number four. I mean, actually really liked it. Uh, new issues of Jessica Jones, Kingpin number one, uh, Miss Marvel, Power Man and Iron Fist. There's the Star Wars uh, Darth Vader Hardcover volume two. There's Star Wars Dr. Aphra number four, which is going to be part of a, an upcoming crossover in the Star Wars books. Uh, there's uh, Total Awesome Hulk, and Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Uncanny and Humans 1.MU, Unworthy Thor number 4, uh, and a bunch of other kind of new printings that are coming out of other books as well. Uh, so, a lot of good stuff coming out um, this, that has come out this coming week. Or this week that just passed. Anyway, regardless of how you want to look at it. Uh, Thank you for joining me for this episode of Comic Shenanigans. This has been episode 449. Somehow we're almost at 450. Uh, You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also listen to us on Stitcher. Upcoming episodes, we'll uh, have conversations with Howard Mackey, uh, Pat Olive, uh, who will actually be on episode 250, uh, which will be coming out either today or tomorrow. we're going to have episodes looking at uh, the Logan movie. Uh, we're going to have a conversation with uh, Mark uh, Billingham. Or Willingham, sorry. Uh, sorry, Bill Willingham. What is wrong with me today? That's coming up soon. That'll be very exciting. Uh, Paul Galassi is going to be on the show at the end of February. Um, and a bunch of other exciting stuff. So thanks again for listening. Uh, and we will catch you next time on Comic Shenigans. Bye-bye.